Hello, and welcome to the Alphabet Soup Podcast. I'm Jay. My pronouns are he, they. My name is Elle. She, her. The objective of this podcast is to provide a space for queer youth to feel welcome and inform our communities about local issues and topics. We want to uplift the voices of queer youth to authentically discuss, process, and heal from our personal experiences, social injustices, and more. And with that being said, it's been a while. <laughs> it's only been a long, but we should really get, I don't know, credit and agenda. So sorry for the wait, y'all. We're a mess. High school students, so fun. Yeah. I mean, it It depends on, it might be a while till our next episode comes out because finals are coming up. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. End of the trimester, December 2nd, correct? Yes. <laughs> That's way too soon. <laughs> Hopefully we'll survive. Yeah. We got this. Yes, we got this. Um, so before we begin, we want to thank some people. I mean, I guess our viewers, but especially we have some elementary kids listening to us. So we really appreciate it. And knowing that you are listening to us and trying to be more aware of queer issues is like amazing especially at such a young age and so we're really hopeful for the future i, I would say because definitely y'all seem like like you're so knowledgeable already like trying to be here and listen but yeah yeah um all right we have a few things we're talking about today um <laughs> might be a little fun i don't know but we're gonna be talking a little bit about capitalism of pride month which is also known as Pink capitalism. And so the definition is pretty much the act of corporations uh, feigning support for LGBTQ individuals while at the same time uh, extracting as much wealth from them as possible. Basically, like, you know how all of those corporations have, like, put pride flags on their logo for just the month and then they just take it down the moment it gets to July? Basically, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that one mean you're... Sharing about yeah, share it, share it. So basically, um, there's like a it was at Target. They had, um, a, like stuff for Pride and everything, just hanging out of the garbage <laughs> on July first. <laughs> so yeah, the you know not almost like, almost like as fast as they set up for Christmas yeah. <laughs> during November. Oh my gosh, it's it's wild, but I don't. I mean, it's not too surprising. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so pinkwashing is uh, used to market um, for political strategies and uh, for to appear like queer friendly for the sake of appearing modern, progressive, and tolerant. So it's always so fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So some examples are like uh, they use uh, queer imagery, culture as an aesthetic. Uh, some more products, so like rainbows, excessive amount of rainbows, and this would uphold the financial and social oppression of queer and trans employees at the same time. So it's it's like, dang, what the heck? So it's quite performative, really. Mm-hmm. Like how in some like Disney animations, they'll just have a random gay couple in the background where barely <laughs> anyone can see them unless they're looking for them, have a peck on the cheek or something. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, gosh, it's, I don't know, because I feel like whenever it's June, I'm always like, oh, I, part of me feels so happy to be queer mm-hmm. and have this community, but at the same time, it's like corporations are ruining it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. 
Yeah. Uh, it's it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Any other comments? Um. Dot dot dot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Corporations kind of suck. <laughs> corporations kind of suck, definitely. And so I think this conversation. Well, I mean, whenever it's June, you know, there's. I always see posts about it, so mm-hmm. at least we're kind of aware about it. But I think what is the next step, right? What's going to yeah. happen? What does true solidarity of corporations look like? Or is it, like, non-existent? Yeah, because people have been calling them out for years, but it's just gotten bigger and bigger. Right. But <laughs> the companies just refuse to acknowledge it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like, it's it's just part of the thing now. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, it's June. We should do this, you know? <laughs> So it's, I'm just always wondering what, what is next? What's, what's going to happen and how do we, as people mobilize to make sure that, um, actual corporations make change, you know, for queer and trans folks. And so maybe yeah. something to, for us to think about as we're growing up or even now, really. Yeah. Cause we can do a lot when we're younger. Yeah. Well, it is a bit harder sometimes, but I mean, we can try, and we got this. We got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're starting in, uh, the conversation, or at least um, a little more, but yeah. So, capitalism. So fun. <laughs> so fun. So fun. Um, Our next topic is about conversion therapy. Trigger warning for anyone who's, like, triggered by conversion therapy or gone through it. This next section will be entirely about that. So on July 15th in 2021, um, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz signed an executive order banning the harm, harm, harmful practice of conversion therapy by licensed providers working by licensed providers working with minors. The dangerous debunked practice of conversion therapy falsely claims to change LGBTQ youth sexual orientation or gender identity. In doing so, Governor Walz makes Minnesota the 21st state plus the District of Columbia to make laws banning conversion therapy for LGBTQ minors. Research has clearly shown that conversion therapy practices pose devastating health risks to LGBTQ young people, such as depression, decreased self-esteem, substance abuse, homelessness, and even suicidal behavior. And it's just really messed up. Right. Absolutely. Nice. And we're only at the 21st state. <laughs> like, we, it's like less yeah. than half. So, yeah, it's still happening and it's rough i wish it was just a thing of the past that you just like heard of in history books but barely anyone talks about it in history like you never learn about it really unless you look for it right and it's hurting a lot of people yeah Mm -hmm. because like if if adults are like if like an adult's parents are still taking care of them and like have some side of need because they're an adult, they can still technically be sent to conversion therapy mm-hmm. in this state because they're not a minor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the governor doing this is a great step. Definitely. But actual implementation is what I'm a little yeah. shaky about. Because <laughs> how, how are they going to enforce it, really? Right, exactly. Are they just going to throw fines at them? Yeah. Or are they going to actually, like, do something? Mm-hmm. Right. And as far as I know... Um, I haven't seen too much communication, or at least to the the people about what is the next step. How are we gonna right enforce it? Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I'll just trust you that it's not happening. It seems like they did it, and they thought it would be like 
an immediate like fix to all of it but mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> just doesn't seem like they put a ton of thought into what would happen after mm-hmm. right and i mean the executive order pretty much stated that um the minnesota department of health and minnesota department of commerce uh will uh, request like health maintenance organizations and health plan companies that they do not cover conversion therapy. That's really good. <laughs> right, right. And pursue administrative remedies. So I'm not sure what that means. So <laughs> fun. But the health plan uh, will pretty much make it so that it's more difficult to cover conversion therapy within like insurance and stuff. Yeah. Um, they Are there will, any insurance yeah. companies that operate out of Minnesota that Minnesota people can access that do do like conversion therapy? Yo, that's such a good question. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I feel like there's so many loopholes that people can use because some people are desperate to make their children ungay. No, for real. Oh my god, man, that is such a good question. Yeah, <laughs> whoever someone search that up, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> um. Yeah, but the uh, uh, Minnesota Department of Health will prepare a report on uh, public health impacts of conversion therapy and will not pay uh, conversion therapy, quote, quote, uh, <laughs> services. And, um, yeah, they will investigate and pursue civil enforcement actions against healthcare providers who are uh, engaging in it. So, I mean, sounds you know, pretty good guidelines. I'm just, you know, curious what what's happening at this point, you know? Yeah. And I would assume maybe there's, like, yearly updates, but... I wonder how many conversion therapy places have actually gone out of business since this has happened, though, because I want to know if it's, like, a large amount or a small amount or, like, zero, because... Right. right. You're asking so many good questions, and I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I should have done my research more. <laughs> I should have, like, thought of these questions yeah. before we started recording. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Okay, well, we'll figure it out. We'll research it at one point. And, and know, we'll you... try and update you guys. Yeah, and y'all can also educate yourselves as well. Yeah, I, I think I'm so glad that I have never experienced conversion therapy. Or at least that's because my, I guess my mom doesn't really know. Hmm. So it's... It's like, you can't send me if you don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, but I think my entire life would definitely have been different if I was sent. And it's wild to think about, like, because people go through this every single day. And mm-hmm. it's still happening in the U.S. and most likely the world. So, yeah. 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 I'm just gonna keep saying yeah. <laughs> All right, next segment. Yes. All right, so we'll be talking a bit about queer representation. Ooh. We know that it's very uh, lacking, so that's you know something, some, something so fun. Um, so we want to acknowledge some uh, stereotypes before we begin. So I think some notable ones that you know I thought on the spot was. The dead lesbian syndrome, so pretty much a uh, death of lesbian characters who have recently, often within like the same episode or like chapter, achieved romantic bliss. 
so here's a quote that I found. Killing lesbian characters is problematic because the number of lesbians on television remains minute. Straight characters have also been denied their happy endings. Percentages can hardly be equitable. Moreover, straight characters don't have the same set of tropes. Certainly, straight characters might die after a romantic success, but the iteration of their deaths are far more varied. The linkage between death and romance for lesbians send messages to queer fans that they cannot achieve romantic bliss, but perhaps more importantly, the continued links between romantic success and death promote a view of lesbians as primarily victims. Lesbians are largely understood as tragic. In some ways, this is a step toward, toward for the very least, queer characters are no longer always made for the instant villain. In other ways, we can see the dead lesbian uh, syndrome as indicative of society's inability to move into a vision of queer as normal. Queerness remains stigmatized and queer romantic happiness seems like something impossible even in alternate worlds. So that was a lot of um, talking. <laughs> that was a long quote. <laughs> but basically, you know, it's not being a lesbian, um, you know, being happy in a romantic relationship is not normal and if it does happen you pretty much die <laughs> and so <laughs> i mean i would hope that's not true in real life <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but uh, it's and i think in media like seeing that like time and time again it's it's very i think it's quite traumatic and you're like yeah. dang i can't find happiness because this is what <laughs> this is gonna happen to me if i do mm-hmm. so especially if you're like at a young age being exposed to that stuff like if you're in middle school just discovering your sexuality and you see something like that you're like oh i can never be happy because i have <laughs> if i do i'll probably get killed <laughs> yeah it's oh my gosh so hopefully hopefully there are no media changes they actually think about script and like you're like wait a minute this doesn't seem right yeah. so hopefully <laughs> They make those changes. Yeah. There's also another stereotype, which is, like, just in general, like, gay drama in the family. Like, um, like if the, like, if the dad is homophobic, it's because his ex-wife was lesbian and cheated on him and died on her deathbed with the lesbian. <laughs> and it's, like, it goes to a point where, like, it's not like that person was raised to be homophobic and told that being gay is bad it's that they have a reason to resent lesbians because um <laughs> their wife was cheating on them with a girl and it's uh... <laughs> and so it justifies homophobia too yeah yeah and, and it's just a lot and it's just not really realistic sometimes mm-hmm. yeah I mean... although sometimes stuff like this i guess happens not as common as just different ways of being raised and people not understanding that being gay is normal and mm-hmm. yeah 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 i think this was the first time i've heard about it this um stereotype and like but it does make sense the same yeah. time like <laughs> the things people will do to justify their homophobia their mm-hmm. transphobia anything and blame it on others instead of you know a lot of things to unpack within themselves yeah. so yeah it's it's wild there are so many stereotypes out there y'all it's it's wild yeah 
There's a lot. And um, definitely, you know, it sends, you know, this message that queer kids, trans kids are maybe undeserving, that, you know, the world isn't made for them, but I think it is made for you. It's just society needs to change. If that makes sense. Yeah, that made a lot of sense. That was, that was really good. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. But definitely, I mean, yes, it's, it's really difficult, you know, learning mm-hmm. about these stereotypes. But I think at the same time, there are some really great pieces yeah. that most likely don't hold these stereotypes. Yeah. I feel like in movies, sometimes it just... They either hit it or they miss. Yes. And sometimes there's just like really tiny things, you know, throughout the the story that just like, mm-hmm. hmm, this don't seem right. Yeah, but um, I think some of my favorite uh, movies or at least books are uh, the half of it. It's on Netflix. I think it was. I mean, it's not. I don't know. It's. I, I guess it's more so the story of friendship, you'd say. Mm-hmm. But I think like a queer platonic relationship. Um, like, there is, a, like, a queer relationship, or at least attempting to be a relationship, <laughs> and, but uh, I think it's also a great story that sometimes, sometimes being queer isn't, doesn't need to be the main point of the story, you know? Yeah. So it, it opens, I guess, the possibilities of being queer, but also this and that and this and that, right? Is that why it's called? Is that why it's called the half of it? Because no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot why it's called that, but you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's starring an Asian woman, so nice. I, yes, yes, very nice. Something I definitely did not see growing up, and so I think it was um, amazing to see that. And yeah, yeah, nice. Um, I know that there is um, some representation in Eternals. I don't know the extent of it because I haven't seen it yet. But Same. <laughs> I mean, I heard there was representation in it, so I hope that's true. <laughs> yep, yep. And we talked a little bit about this earlier, but do you mm-hmm. want to restate it? So Disney, you know, they tend to do just the, this character is gay because they kissed a guy once. And that's all we're gonna show you. <laughs> and the kiss was just like a tiny peck. That's it. Yep. <laughs> like, no just, more than nope. one second. <laughs> nope. Yep. That's that's it. And that's oh. representation. <laughs> also, they make them act like a straight couple as well. Like they have like usually like they have like one feminine feminine person, one mm-hmm. masculine person. Right. And then they're like, okay, just just kiss once and then leave. <laughs> right. And like it's it's still going towards, like, heteronormative standards, like, man and woman, right? Mm-hmm. That you need to hold, what, a certain... I don't know what it's called. You need to act a certain way. That, yeah. That is similar to straight couples. And so... No, we don't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do that. No, just, no, just... Be you. Be with your partner. Be happy. You don't... Just be you, I guess. Yeah. Um... You don't need to change yourself. The world needs to change itself. Woo! Yes, yes. I think for Eternals, um, there's a lot of, what, harsh or bad reviews, at least from the critics. Yeah. The audience score is, like, at almost 90%, so... Yes. Probably isn't that bad. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. And, you know, maybe you're wondering, why is that? 
I wonder, because the critics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie features deaf characters, gay characters, black characters, just people of color in it. So, I mean... Yeah, and the critics are primarily uh, straight cis white men. And so... Hmm. Obviously, that isn't going to be the entire reason, but, like, we're skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm, okay, okay, yeah. Um, another show that I really like is uh, One Day at a Time. Um, also similar to the half of it, it doesn't necessarily uh, have this uh, woman, woman, well, this queer relationship at this center point. But I think it is a great piece towards intersectionality, especially with them being a Cuban family. And so I really enjoyed it. But Netflix canceled it. So Netflix cancels all the good shows. No, for real. I'm like, oh my gosh. Let me get my representation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I think it ended like maybe the fourth, third, I don't know, question mark, but it ended. So I think it's it's sad to see, um, but while we got it, I think it was really great representation. Yeah. Um, another thing? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. Um, Saving Face. I think it's pretty, it's pretty old, but I think it stars, uh, these two Chinese women, um, dealing with, you know, their queerness, but also, um, being Chinese and how that works so I think it was that that struggle and also that maybe um comforting feeling that you're not necessarily alone in this experience I think is great is that an independent film um no idea but it was the the same director of the half of it so oh, nice. I know right nice nice it'd be kind of weird if that director was straight <laughs> <laughs> no for real for real for real yeah and then one of my favorites, um, The Handmaiden. Uh, oh, I've heard about that. Uh, it's rated R, so <laughs> if you're younger, you should probably wait a little bit. Um, but pretty much it's a, a South Korean film um, about these two women. It's amazing. I love it. I love watching it. Um, but it does deal with a lot of issues. So like homophobia, um, essay... A lot, of, a lot of things, really. So, but I think it was a great film. Um, I love watching it. Where can you watch all the things that we mentioned here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not saying for you to watch like <clears throat> one, two, three movies or anything, but <laughs> uh, some of it might be still be on Netflix. I definitely know. I think one day, one day. I'm not sure if one day at a time is still on Netflix, but I don't know. But half of it is uh, Saving Face, The Handmaiden. You'll probably have to find that elsewhere. Um, Eternals. Well, yeah, that's in theater. <laughs> yeah, Eternals theater. It might be on Disney Plus at one point, but yeah. mm, it's going to be a while, probably. Yeah. Maybe HBO Max. Mm, no, it's not on HBO Max. No? Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because it's... Disney. <laughs> yeah, Disney. <laughs> You're not going to give it to HBO. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy how quickly Dune went out on HBO Max, though. Dune? Oh, Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is completely random, but like, <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I've, I've been hearing stuff about it. What do you think about it? I watched it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, it is like a bit confusing at some points, but I did like it. 
but like Zendaya the entire time, she's like a perfume ad. No, for real. Street, just, like, she's just like posing. <laughs> no, my, my friends, we were talking about it and they're like, Zend- I, we came here to watch it for Zendaya, but she was only there for like 10 seconds. Like, short, exactly. like, sh- like shorter than like the, uh, the ending, the end, what the, mm-hmm. end, what the, what is it called? The, no the, idea. The what? The credits, yeah. And the, oh, the, yeah. The, the credits. So it's like, <laughs> so the things, <laughs> the things we do to watch Zendaya, but. Well, apparently in the second movie, she's going to be in a lot more, which makes sense because she was like introduced a bit during the end of mm, it. Yeah. But like, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, why are their names so boring? Like Paul and. <laughs> <laughs> This is the future. I mean, oh why? yeah. I, I don't know. I guess Paul Duncan. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Uh, oh well. Oh well. I mean, names are important, but I guess um, sometimes you just gotta go back to tradition. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yeah, we're about twenty-five minutes in. I think. Anything else we want to talk about? Um, stay queer. <laughs> yeah, stay queer. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, thank you for watching, everyone. We really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we can be more um, consistent about <laughs> releasing episodes. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, but we hope you have a wonderful day. So don't forget to follow our uh, social media Instagram page. That's Alphabet Soup, the youth podcast. And our email is lgbtqiasoup at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about the episode. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything, honestly. We want to hear about you and your experiences and your feedback. So that's what I got to say. Anything for you, Jay? Um, If you want any, like, advice or anything or just want to email us, just to email us, you can just reach out on Instagram or emails, like I said. And if you also want to, like, be a guest or anything or have an idea for a guest, we would love to hear those. Yes, we would. We would. All right. Well, this is us. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess bye. Bye. Bye.